Welcome back into another edition of Behind Kentucky Football. I am Curtis Birch. On this edition of the show, we got a jam-packed episode for you. We're going to be talking to UK QB Sawyer Smith, UK defensive line coach Derek LeBlanc, and UK Sports Network color commentator Jeff Bacoro. Warning for the Jeff Bacoro interview. We do mix in just a tad of Reds baseball because... Uh, Marty Brenneman's last homestand is this week. So Jeff, of course, works and covers the Reds in addition to UK football. So had to get his thoughts on Marty's retirement. So stay tuned for all that. But let's jump into the interview we got to have with Sawyer Smith. Back on Behind Kentucky Football with UK quarterback Sawyer Smith. I'll start out kind of with the obvious. You've been dealing with some injuries. How, how are you physically right now? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, Gabe and uh, his uh, athletic training staff has got me... Uh, back to feeling about 100%, so they're doing a really good job, so kind of just giving all the credit to him and his staff. And now what about, we'll get on to, to the on-the-field stuff in a minute, but how are you dealing with all the attention that is now coming with, you know, being a being a starting quarterback? You had a couple weeks under your yeah. belt at this point. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different, but um, uh, it's fun. You know, you got to have a good time with it. Not a lot of people get this opportunity to be in my spot, in my situation, and uh, kind of just have fun with it, I'd say, and just have a good time with it. And that's my personality. I don't really want to change that up because if I change that up, it'll probably change the way I play on my field. So just as long as I keep having fun with it and you know, don't let everything get in my head, I'll be good. How is uh, Coach Hensel? What's he been kind of preaching this week to you after that Mississippi State we game? We were just kind of talking about like how you know uh, it's good sometimes that I take the shots that I take. You know, in the Florida game, I took I took shots at the right time and at the good times, and obviously it paid off. But um, I just got to learn that like. Just put myself in a good opportunity to take the shots, and then when it's a bad opportunity to take shots, just check the ball down. You know, you don't have to throw it 25, 45 yards on the field to have a big play. You can check it down sometimes. And I did one time to Ali in the late in the Mississippi State game, and he he took a slant for about 35, 40 yards. So just taking stuff like that, just when they give it to me, I just gotta take what the defense gives me. Don't get too, don't get uber aggressive on. Is that a change up from previous offense you've been in or is it just adjusting to maybe some of the new running backs that you're dealing with that you or the other check downs that yeah, you do kind of like trusting like the check downs you know just like trusting in that like the running backs that are going to check it down they're going to be there and you know uh just trusting the guys that are going to be in the flats you know trusting those guys that they're going to make get some guys miss and make the yards and just trusting that and you know just kind of leaning away from always wanting to throw it down the field and just check it down how have you kind of asserted yourself as a leader I don't even know if that's the, the perfect word but you know step up into that role because yeah, just stepping up into the role of the leader because the quarterback all, whoever's playing quarterback has to be a leader on the team and has to be kind of a voice on the team and you know I just try to do try to handle my business the right way and you know if, if I, as long as I'm handling my business the right way you know other people will see that and they'll like you know if keep bringing everybody up and that's try what, what I try to do I just try to handle my business and kind of like get the guys going and you know be upbeat be the fun like the kind of guy I am and you know, just be upbeat and get everybody kind of going how much of that leadership is vocal and how much is it you know just by example leadership is weird because there's so many different ways to do it um some guys are some guys are the quietest guys you can see but they're always you know they're always working after practice you know some guys are vocal some guys are loud Whichever way, I like kind of like doing a little bit of both, you know, because there's times when you need to be loud and vocal. There's times where you just need to be the guy that's just doing stuff right. So you never really want to be like the chirpy, annoying guy or whatever like that. So you got to find you got to find who you are and be just who you are and kind of let that work. Yeah, because I mean, I would assume people, especially with a new team, they can sense any kind of fake. Anybody can smell a fraud, you know. You don't want you definitely just don't want to be a fraud. And um, you know, if you're just like you, your true self, you know. 
and you just do that, people respect that more than just trying to be something you're not. You got a, a road game under your belt. It didn't go the way you wanted to, but do you think that that experience on the road in the SEC, and I know you've been in big games yeah, before. No, yeah, that'll, that'll help, you know, but um, of course you never want to lose games to figure stuff out, but, um, you know, just got to learn from it, take it in stride, and go to South Carolina this week and play our ball. How excited are you to, to get that game going? Oh, it's going to be fun, you know. I'm, I'm ready to keep getting this work in these next few days, and Saturday I'm ready to wake up in the morning, piss and vinegar, and ready to go, and, you know, um, Get there and play the South Carolina Gamecocks and play Kentucky football. What is what is that you got? What identity are you trying to, to get on offense? Because I'm sure there has been a transition, you know, since you've yeah. taken over. Just um, you know, we just got to be dangerous, you know. So like when I say that, I'm saying like run the ball hard, and when we get shots, take them, and then we check it down, shake them. And, like just dangerous, a dangerous offense, you know. You can't really stop it. So like, you know, we'll just, hey, if you're taking the shots away, we're gonna check it down. You know, if you're taking, if you're trying to spread the box out, we're gonna run the ball down your throat. You know, just be the aggressive offense that we need to be. How much is a your schedule with being a, being a grad student different than than it was? Awesome. Yeah, my my schedule's fun. So like, I don't have classes, but on Monday and two, I have a class on Monday, I have a class on Tuesday, and I have an online class. So. Um, especially like in this type of situation, like you just, I get a lot of time in the world to, you know, just study an offense, study a defense and, you know, um, get treatment if I need it. You know, everything kind of revolves around football, not as much as school being graduate student where school's more of a, uh, not as much of a grind day to day. It's more like one, twice, once or twice a week. Yeah. And it's more on your own time. Yeah. It's on your own time. And, you know, so I can do my online class wherever I want. I've been doing it up here at football lately, you know, just hanging out and, um, it really puts you like in I'd almost say it's almost like being an NFL player at that point you know you're kind of taking care of business football wise and then you're just doing kind of school on your own how have you kind of built chemistry and you know fully realized how you can use the weapons that you have with Lynn and yeah. Ahmad and all those different guys it's just trust so like I've been building up trust with those guys since I've been you know taking over as a starter and um just learning how I can use the different guys that I have and we have so many weapons you know so um just learn how to use them and use them to my best of my ability. And finally, I've asked a lot of the offensive guys this. Have you ever seen a dude draw so many flags like Ahmad does? He draws a lot of flags. I think that's because of this, like, most most corners, you know, they're, they're, they're not heavy. They're not tall as he is. They're not heavy as he is. So, like, I don't know. If I was a corner out there, I wouldn't want to get too embarrassed either. So I might, I might yank on them too. And I think not something. They're not always trying to get it. Like the guys aren't always trying to get a PI, but you know sometimes they just get a little too much of his jersey or something. Get a little too much of his pads right here. I'd probably do the same thing though. I'd, I would. I'd rather have 15 than a touchdown on me. Thanks, man. Yeah. If you're part of Big Blue Nation, then you need to watch Big Blue Nation. 10, 5 Sports Network takes you inside the program every weekend for conversations and access you won't find anywhere else. It's coming late. Oh. Cash Daniel hits him and sacks him. BBN TV is the official TV show of UK Athletics and is the newest and best way to keep up with the Cats. Watch BBN TV every weekend on the UK Sports Network or anytime online at UKAthletics.com or the Kentucky Wildcats Facebook page. Back on the Behind Kentucky Football Podcast with uh, defensive line coach Derek LeBlanc. Um, just how is your position kind of progressing this season overall, do you think? Good. I think we're, we're progressing pretty well. We've got a bunch of older guys. So those guys are playing pretty consistent. Uh, like they have a couple more Ws on the, on the chart, but uh, they're, they're playing well. They're playing well. I think they're right where we need to be right now. What, what do they need to, to get better at uh, in the upcoming games? Uh, we got to get better on third down. So we got to, you know, we got to be effective uh, getting to the quarterback, affecting the quarterback a little more uh, and helping that secondary out a little bit. But um, 
we can get to the quarterback, it surely help. You know, that seemed to be one of the kind of strengths that you guys have been pushing. Is there anybody that has kind of surprised you in getting to the quarterback or, or maybe that you'd like to see step up a little bit more? I don't know if it's a surprise, but uh, we, kind of, we kind of invested some time into rushing the queue this summer and in the offseason, and uh, they've been doing a good job. Of course, uh, Calvin's been doing a good job of getting to the quarterback. He's probably been the guy that's been on the field the most in our nickel package. Uh, T.J. Carter's pretty effective of getting to the quarterback pretty good as well. Then you, know, you have the outside backers who are still who's still out there growing, you know, Boogie and, and uh, Jordan Wright. Those guys are doing a pretty good job. So we just got to make sure on the third down calls when we call them, they got to hit home and be effective. How tough is that? I mean, you know, you get to that quarterback and then sometimes he escapes. And I know, you know, that's football. But, I mean, you're facing great athletes even at the quarterback position. Sure. Well, it's not like the old days where a quarterback sat in the pocket all day. A lot of those guys are mobile, you know. And, you know, the old stats used to say you got a sack for every seven pass attempts. That's not easy, you know. But if we can get to the quarterback, at least affect him, get him off the spot, force some bad passes, you know, you know force some hurry-ups, I think those are just as good as sacks. Of course, we all love to get to him. And if we can do that more and more, that'll definitely help our defense. How big is the middle there um, with uh, Q and uh, Marquan? Oh, man, I think we might have the two biggest noses in college football right now. So uh, those guys have been pretty stout on first and second down. Of course, they don't get a chance to rush the passer on third down because they're off the field. But having those two guys to take up those two-way gaps has been huge for us. How big is that? Uh, big an advantage is that rotation where you know you're when you're when your two comes in and, and Marquan there's no drop off in size right of course that's what's good about the last few years we've matured we have a two deep that's really a 1a 1b there's no there's no two fall off you know so that's been a blessing to us and uh, we can continue to do that I think that'll help us throughout the year how, how excited are you guys to get down to South Carolina after coming off a couple of tough losses? Oh, man, excited as any. You know, I mean, this is the next one, and uh, we're both fighting to get one. You know, so uh, the best team, that's gonna, the team that plays the best on Saturday is going to win the game. So we got to do a good job preparing before then. This is Mitch Barnhart, Athletics Director at the University of Kentucky. I'd like to invite you to check out the Mitch Barnhart Podcast. Every couple of weeks, I'm joined by a guest for a conversation on life and leadership. College sports is usually a topic, but we always go deeper than that, which usually results in some interesting insights. The Mitch Barnhart Podcast is available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, as well as MitchBarnhartPodcast.com. Now joined on Behind Kentucky Football by Jeff Pecoro. Mr. Pecoro, this is the, the busy time of year for you, the little baseball <laughs> football overlap. Uh, you keeping your head <laughs> on straight there? Yeah, this, to me, this is the best time of the year, though. It's so much fun juggling the two uh, teachers, but uh, that's, you know, I'd rather be working than sitting at home, you know, watching something on television, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely, I completely agree with that. So let's let's jump into the, some of the football game. You were down in Starkville, sure. uh, witnessed witnessed Kentucky's loss uh, to Mississippi State. Um, just kind of overarching, what, what did you think about the game overall? Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting that it's, it's so tough. I, I see what Houston has decided to do with some of their players, you know, about redshirting them to give them an extra year. And this is almost like a do-over year uh, for Mark Stoops because Kentucky was better than Mississippi State. Kentucky was better than Florida. Um, but, you know, when you look at the record, they're 2-2. Two and two. Mistakes are, are really hurting this team. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know that uh, – Sawyer's going into a really tough situation here. He transfers in. Uh, he's going to back up Terry Wilson, and then all of a sudden he's thrust into the starting role in a system he's not 
probably as comfortable as he'd like to be and have to do a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough for him right now. That's the first pass of the game. It's a pick six. And now you're playing from behind. And, uh, you know, all the problems they had uh, in that game early, uh, they were able to run the football, but they got behind. They missed a couple field goals. You had the pick six yet. With four and a half minutes left in the game, you're still in the game. So that just shows you, uh, you know, the talent level here at the University of Kentucky is so much higher than it's ever been that you're still able to almost overcome all those problems and still have a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing that when you just, you, as you laid out there, the two and two, it's a thing, it's a situation where it sucks to lose those two games that you, you should have won in, in most people's mind, but to kind of have the the talent and ability to have that mindset that you are that good after losing so much um, in the in the last offseason. You know, I was I was looking at the NFL box scores, Jeff, and you know, one of the biggest things uh, coming into this season was questions around the secondary. And Mike Edwards and Lonnie Johnson both had six <laughs> tackles in I- NFL games this past week. So I mean, that's that's a, that's a tough shoes to fill, but there's still enough talent there to get a lot of done on the field here, at Kentucky this year. Yeah, I, I really think that the uh, the youngsters in the secondary have seen improvement. Um, you know, it really hurt Florida when you left uh, lost Corker early in that game to the targeting penalty. But I thought they took a, a big step forward last week at Mississippi State. And I think this is a huge week for them. This is almost one of those, I don't want to say a make or break, but it's it's a must win and Stoops will say because it's the next game. But it's a situation where I, I think your season kind of hinges on this game. You win this game, you're now three and two. You've got a couple winnable games right in front of you. Obviously, you know Georgia's going to be tough, and Missouri's probably going to be tough. But um, you know, this is a game you almost have to win. I think a lot of us thought that through those first four games, they would be three and one, thinking that they'd win one of these last two games. And uh, so, I think this is a huge situation for them to stay over 500 uh, for the psyche of the team. And I think that if you can win this game in South Carolina, that it really is going to give Sawyer a huge boost of confidence and stuff. And that's, that's really what he needs right now. Because the other thing, too, I mean, uh, Lynn Bowden dropped a sure touchdown pass. Wagner, you know, that ball was in his hands in the end zone. That, you know, it has been a touchdown. And then Lynn dropped another one at the two-yard line. That, you know, if he catches it and falls backwards, he's in the end zone. So, you know, that's three touchdown passes dropped. And what, what people don't realize about sports, it's all about momentum and confidence. Those are made. That really gives Sawyer a lot of confidence and it gives the team some momentum. And then you get the field goal right before the half that changes the whole complexity of how the second half is played. Because now you're going in and you're thinking, wow, we're only down by a little bit. We played so bad the first half. And on the flip side, they're going in there going, we've done everything right. We've even got a pick six, and yet these guys are four points behind us. That was a huge miss right before the half. Yeah, and uh, I want to get back to the wide receivers in a minute, but you're mm-hmm. talking about Sawyer there. What I mean, you know, the I think for the most part, the, the bad is kind of obvious <laughs> to everybody. The incompletes, the missing uh, Keaton Upshaw mm-hmm. and the in the in the interceptions. But what have you? What has he done that you've kind of liked so far in his two games as a starter? Well, I'll tell you this: he, the kid's got some grit and he's, and he's got some toughness to him. So I, I think I think he's hurt a little bit more than what they're letting on because sometimes his passes float a little bit, um, and, and that tells me that there's you know his shoulder. He almost had to leave the game. He went in, and got X-rays on it. That's how 
you know, that's how worried they were uh, during the Florida game. So I, I think he's tough. And I think that the other guys appreciate that. They saw that tough, toughness in Steven Johnson a few years ago. Remember, I mean, he got all banged up, yet he would refuse to come out of the game. But, uh, and then the other players see that, and they're like, you know what? I'll run, you know, that proverbial, I'll run through a wall for this guy. Um, and I think what Eddie Grant has said uh, on, I think it was Monday, about, you know, putting him in situations that weren't favorable for him. And I think that what they'll do is they're not going to dumb down the playbook, but what you do is you say, okay, what does this quarterback like to do? What are the pass plays that he's best at? Not what are we best at, but what is, what's the most success from what plays? And you find those plays and that's what you win. So you're not dumbing down the playbook. You're just, you're just playing to his strength. And I think that's what you're going to see going forward by this Kentucky offense. Now, uh, I mentioned the, the wide receiver, those drops Mark Stoops pointed about in his press conference, and then I think again on the, on the coach's show. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's another kind of, if you want to find silver lining, Sawyer's put in, in, in good spots. Uh, Darren Hinshaw, after yep. practice yesterday, said that he can do a slightly better job of putting it in those spots, but when it hits the receiver's hands, you know, you're, you're hoping and um, <laughs> wanting them to catch it, Jeff. But, I mean, how, as a wide receiver, how, how do you get over that? How do you not let one drop turn into two and then it snowballs and then you got the yips? I think it's all about concentration. I mean, you, you, you've got to be confident when you're out there running these routes. Um, as a receiver, you can't, you know, it's kind of like what Mark Stoops is. You can't let one loss build into two. You can't let one drop, one drop lead into two or three. And, and you know, it, it's changed a lot. But to me, it's all about playing time. If you can't catch, then you can't play. And that has to be in the back of your mind as a player, knowing, hey, I can't drop these balls. It's all about concentration. Hey, there was a play where Lynn was out wide. It was a quick quarterback screen. And, uh, you know, he drops his head right as he's getting ready to catch him up. You've got to watch the ball into your hands. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and, and Sawyer did that once on a snap. He looked up instead of waiting until the ball got into his hands, catching the ball, and then going through with the play. Flipping over to the defensive side, you know, we talked about the secondary to a certain extent, but the rest of the guys overall, I mean, the, some of the young linebackers and you know, I guess at this point, Square and Oates are kind of <laughs> quickly moving into veteran territory as many steps right. as they've gotten right. early. Um, but what are you seeing uh, from the the front seven there? What do you like? What do you want to see improvement um, going on the rest of this season? Well, I, I think the coaches are being a little bit cautious, and, and rightfully so, um, in trying to help the guys in the secondary by only rushing at times three guys because you're trying to get maximum you know, coverage in the backside as these guys, and I'm talking about the secondary, get more comfortable playing with each other, playing in the schemes. I think that you'll see them put a little bit more pressure on, but they're, you know, several times in the game when they're only rushing three, sometimes four, and it's just tough to get pressure. I mean, you're playing Mississippi State. This isn't, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Eastern Michigan Toledo, but, you know, Mississippi State's got 320-pound linemen across the board here, and, um, you know, these are really good offensive linemen, and you're not going to get a whole lot of pressure just rushing three. But they're trying to not give up the big play, and I understand that completely at this point. You know, you've lost one of the great players in the history of this team, and you lost five defensive backs. And if you, you know, if you include Devontae in that, you've lost six defensive backs from last year's squad. So 
Um, you know, you're trying to you're trying to help those guys as much as you can. Um, as you said, line, the linebacking play has been really good, um, and I think we've seen some really nice flashes up front from the down linemen too. Overall, I still think it's a case of they're they're being a little bit vanilla because they're trying to help those guys on the backside. But as as the season goes on, I think you'll see them open up a little bit more. Yeah, and even kind of insult to injury, uh, Mark Stoops said on Monday that Jordan Griffin was a little banged up, and so he didn't get as many snaps <laughs> as they would like down at Mississippi State. So I mean, yeah. they, they just can't <laughs> can't catch a break. Yeah. It seems like in it's the one of those years, and it's that everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for this team, and you're two and two. In years past, this team would be, you know, one and three, or maybe zero and four. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what he's done. He's 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 made Kentucky football relevant, and he's up the talent level, and they're playing much better football, and they're, you know, uh, and, and even the backups are playing much better football than they ever have before. They're just better players. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think there's any any doubt about that. You can just take see it from a visual perspective, and if you just watch any kind of any kind of tape, can compared to when before Mark Stoops got here. So spinning forward to South Carolina, uh, they got their, they have some, some of their own issues with injuries and you yeah. know, now going with their uh, freshman quarterback. Where do you think Kentucky can have advantages uh, in this game? And then, you know, the road environment, how much do you think going to Mississippi State and getting a taste of that will prepare them for a night game in Columbia? I think that helped a lot. I think it, it was huge experience for a lot of these guys who've not been on the road yet, uh, learning how to, you know, uh, manage your time during the day. That's the biggest thing is what do you do all day and still stay ready? I'm not a big fan of road night games because it's really tough. You just get, you know, this, you sit around and you watch football or whatever all day. And then, you know, mid afternoon, okay, let's go get out of the hotel. And it's just, it's just hard on the road. But that being said, I think that that really helped a lot. In Mississippi State. I think the Texas can run the ball. I think with South Carolina, the way they're playing right now and everything that's going down there, uh, you know, there's a lot of people second guessing a whole lot of stuff. If you could get up on them early, I think they're a team that, you know, you might be able to take advantage of, uh, meaning that I don't want to say they're going to quit, but I think they might lose interest in this game because their season is kind of circling the drain right now. It's tough to be a Gamecock fan. And, you're going to lose these fans because they are already up in arms here. And uh, it's, like I said, if Kentucky gets up to an early lead, they could really turn on that team too. Yeah, fast starts are obviously so important. Now, you won't be down there because, as we mentioned at the top, it's the baseball-football crossover. She'll be with the <laughs> Reds uh, this weekend. Jeremy Jarman will be on the call with Tom Leach. But, um, And I know this is the, a Kentucky football podcast, but I think many Kentucky football fans are also Reds fans. And, uh, you know, this is the the last week of Marty Brenneman as the play-by-play radio announcer for the Reds, and you, you're kind of in that pageantry and around that. What what has that been like, the lead-up to his last game? It has been crazy. 46 years. Uh, I mean, he was on the air before you were born, you know, and it's just it's part of our life if you're a baseball fan at all. Um, it's kind of like when uh, Kaywood decided to hang <laughs> I think he is starting to feel it. He wanted to, to actually last year to be his last year. They talked him into staying for one more year because it was the 150-year anniversary of the first professional sports team, and that was the Cincinnati Redlegs back in the day. And uh, it's just the pageantry that's been around this. He's been doing 
uh, you know, press conferences every day. Everywhere we go on the road, they're giving him stuff. They gave him the 46 sign in Chicago from the, you know, from the huge school board out there uh, to celebrate, you know, 46 years. Yeah. Uh, he's been given golf cups, golf bags, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's actually really cool. Um, this is his last homestand that we're on now this week. Um, Bob Uecker came in from Milwaukee. Uke doesn't travel to a lot of games anymore. He only does the home games. He's here. Uh, those two guys together are unbelievable. Uecker uh, is such a great dude. and um, Him and Marty together is just magic, man. I wish I could carry a microphone around with me because that would be stuff that you could put on an album and sell a billion copies. But it's been really cool. And Thursday is his final home game, and it's going to be crazy. Uh, we are doing it live on Fox Sports Ohio, and the post game they're going to have a big thing on the field. Uh, fans are allowed to come down to the field and, and meet Marty, and they're going to do a question and answer. So it's going to be a really neat experience. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, as you pointed out, you know he's been the voice of the Reds my entire life, and I think a lot of people's entire lives. So this is a yeah. changing of the guard and a new era. Um, and Jeff Bacoro. Uh, as well, you know, we'll miss, miss South Carolina, but the rest of the games he'll be beside Tom Leach calling the games. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for your time, man. Hi, buddy. I'll be watching. Uh, good luck to the boys. Thanks to Sawyer Smith, Derek LeBlanc, and Jeff Bacoro. I thought there was a ton of great football insight. Uh, I'm sure many Kentucky fans are breathing a sigh of relief that Sawyer says he's all ready to go. Um, and I hope. You all are ready to go for UK versus South Carolina. As many of you know, you can view and listen to Countdown. Well, take it back. I'll just say you can't view this week. On home games, you can view Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Don Franklin Auto with Jeremy Jarman, Dusty Bonner, and Christy Thomas two hours before kickoff. So this weekend it'll be on 5.30 on any of your UK sports network. I would also suggest if you haven't already and you are interested in, go check your podcast players for the UK Coaches Show. The Mark Stoop Show and BBN Radio are both up there and available. We link to them um, from the UK network, social media, and mine as well. As I've told you guys, you can find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. That's the best place to leave any comments, questions, or, um, you know, possible improvements to this podcast. Just shoot me a tweet and I'll take it into advisement and try to do better the next time. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you would, give a nice review if you have time. That would be much appreciated. And make the little feed there look a little bit better. We're available on most of the podcast players at this point. We got on Spotify. We're on, of course, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thanks, uh, thanks guys, uh, for listening to this edition of the show. And please subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Talk to you later.